calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place for us to touch base every episode about things going on with the podcast, with our lives, or just with the greater Les universe. And we want to start by reminding you that we are still having our Season 5 Patreon campaign. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to help us continue to be able to make it, to host events, and all the other things that we do, you can join us at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We also have a couple events coming up that we want to remind you of. The first one, if you do join our Patreon, we do Les Central's watch parties with all of our patrons, and we have our next one coming up. We're going to be watching Under the Christmas Tree as it airs live on Lifetime on December 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We are so excited. We have a couple episodes coming up, including a bonus episode with Elise and Tatiana, as well as our full Les Central's episode featuring our original song, at the end. So if you want to be prepared for that, you will not want to miss our watch party. We also have an event coming up where we're going to be doing an AMA style event where you can come, you can ask us all of your questions. Do you have questions for us? Do you need advice on things? We're going to be doing that in collaboration with Wisdom app, and that's going to be on January 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern, and we hope to see all of you there. In the greater Les universe, there's a couple things going on. First of all, the first lesbian housewife of Miami is going to be debuting soon. The Real Housewives of Miami is coming back in a few weeks. And we are going to have Julia Lemigova, who's going to be on and is the wife of tennis star Martina Navratilova. And she's going to be, I think, our first openly gay Real Housewife. So that's very exciting for any fans of the franchise. Also, we want to talk about an interview that Zendaya gave where she might have mentioned that, you know, she's interested in some other creative pursuits, like maybe directing, things like that. And one of the things that she mentioned in that interview is that she'd really love to create a simple love story about two black girls. So listen, 
Zendaya, we're on board. We want that love story. Please give it to us as soon as possible. Please and thank you. And also, if you could play one of them, that would be top-notch A+. That's all we're saying. And that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 74th installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, it was fun, it was great, but it should have been a little dark And in this week's episode, what's this? What's this? A pumpkin in a sleigh. What's this? What's this? And everybody's gay. What's this? <laughs> did you just make that up? I did. On the spot? Wow, you're such a good songwriter, <laughs> Lee. I'm so impressed. You're welcome, Ellie. <laughs> We're so excited to be talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas today, and we have a very special guest, Valerie Rose Lohman. Welcome, Valerie. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to have you here. For those of you who don't know, but you all should know, Valerie is a BAFTA-nominated voice actress who rose to prominence after voicing the lead role of Edith Finch in the critically acclaimed video game What Remains of Edith Finch, produced by Annapurna Interactive. Valerie also has been in Wolfenstein Youngblood and most recently is one of the producers and stars as Mel in The Flame, our beautiful gay musical. Hi, Valerie. Hi. Are we hitting the point where we can be like friend of the pod, Valerie Rose Lohman? Like, I don't know. We've never had like that many repeat guests now, but I feel like we're, I don't know. We're like a legit. Yeah, I would also like to say like it is a pretty big deal to be a second time guest. <laughs> it just like, means we love you so much, Valerie. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so honored. I think this is the first time I've ever been a second time guest on any podcast. Friend yes. of the pod, Valerie Rose Lohman, here for the second time, everyone. Hi, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're so excited. And we had Valerie on this episode because, Valerie, you are a huge Halloween fan, correct? I, I am. I am. I actually um, just saw... Nightmare Before Christmas live with Danny Elfman and Billie Eilish on Halloween. <gasps> Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. We didn't even know that when we asked you to be on. I'm so I'm so excited. It was so I cool. we figured. We figured you would like this. You you yeah. a spooky gay. We know that. Big spooky gay. Big spooky gay. I came out of the womb spooky. <laughs> so it's yes. perfect. I'm so excited. All right, let's dive in. I'm ready. Let's talk about our IMDb synopsis. Are you ready, Lee? I am. So our IMDb synopsis for The Nightmare Before Christmas is as follows. Jack Skellington, king of Halloween town, discovers Christmas town, but his attempts to bring Christmas to his home causes confusion. Mm. Eh. We've okay. had better. We've had better IMDb synopsis. <laughs> like sexual confusion, yes. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. What about would... do you have a do you have a gay synopsis, Ellie? What's your gay synopsis? I do, I do. All right. Jack Skellington, bisexual icon, straddles two worlds and figures out his sexuality during Christmas time. <laughs> it's it's like the new uh, Hallmark gay rom-com. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I do think he is bi-icon. We'll talk about it. Oh, for sure. This for whole sure. thing is just a complete allegory for bisexuality, pansexuality, like straddling two different like heteronormative worlds and homosexual <laughs> worlds. And yeah, he's... He's very queer-coded, and I'm so excited to dive in. 
It's it's yeah. why I had such a hard time writing a gay synopsis for this because I'm like literally name a queer allegory and like I will TED talk it into Nightmare Before like there's oh it's it's very it's very deep like it a, is. It's, yeah I'm I'm really here for it. How about you, Valerie? What's your gay synopsis? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I I mean, I think I've always seen Jack as like a bi king, like <laughs> yes. one thousand percent. I love it. Yep. And so has every queer high schooler from the day this movie was made through the present, right? Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Bye, bye, King. <laughs> I would say, I think the allegory that I landed on for my gay synopsis is, you know, lanky gay Jack Skellington <laughs> tries to give heterosexuality a try in an attempt to fit in and discovers it's not for him and you know, jumps back into the queer world with a renewed enthusiasm. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I saw Christmas. Mm, I know. And we're going to talk about both. Trust me. I it, I went back and forth so many times mm-hmm. on which which one did I want to do my gay synopsis on. Halloween okay. is a gay holiday. So true. True. So, okay. So you're like, because for me, I was like, oh, he's been living in this heteronormative world. And he was like, I'm in this thing and something feels off. And so then he saw all the joy and the like bright colors of this like gay bar that is Christmas town, right? <laughs> and he was like, what's this? A beautiful gay town. Like, I guess I'm gay. But if you, I agree, like you could look at it the other way where he's been living a homonormative life mm-hmm. and like thought he was gay this whole time. I also have and a whole allegory surprised. where like he is the heterosexual world in a general sense. So like, I'm telling you, get ready. We're, we're, diving deep oh, today excited. is what we're gonna do <laughs> it is i mean either way we know that these two worlds represent oh different sexualities we're gonna read way too much into literally everything and i'm so excited but before we do that <laughs> let's talk about our experience with the movie valerie before your recent danny elfman soiree mm-hmm. what's what's your experience with the nightmare before christmas so this is actually the second time I've seen it live with Danny Elfman. I saw it a couple years ago. <laughs> Incredible. And it's actually one of the, uh, I think it's one of the first VHS tapes I ever watched at home. I had the I had the old VHS tape that had like a bunch of other Tim Burton shorts on it. I nice. had a phase in middle school where I only owned Nightmare Before Christmas purses. Like very niche. Um, so uh, I go I go way back. I, I just went on Haunted Mansion Holiday at Disney the other night too. So wait, so what were the purses? Like, what did they look like? Okay, so one was like a big like messenger bag thing and it was white and black. And then there was a circular pocket that had a zipper and the circular pocket was Jack's face. Um, That mm-hmm. was one of them. And then one of them was a little like across the body, like smaller purse that just also had a giant Jack on it. And it was like, had like, said like nightmare. Halloween town, like all over it. <laughs> and I like thought it was really cool. And I actually had three of them because that smaller one ended up getting ruined. And I was so sad that my parents ordered me a new one. So it did wow. it did wow. run deep for a long time. That is, yeah, that's a very, very deep uh nightmare before Christmas. Yeah. I, I'm pass. like I, I love that you brought me on for this one. <laughs> It's this and Hocus just, Pocus that are like the two deep ones. Yeah, it just feels right. And we already did Hocus Pocus, unfortunately. Like fortunately and unfortunately because we didn't have you on for it. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm glad we could have you for this one. Thank you. And we are. I'm. I'm curious. This is a. This is a random question. Do you think Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween or a Christmas movie? I used to say as a kid that it was a Thanksgiving movie. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. I don't know. I don't know. I. I don't. I don't know. Disneyland puts up Nightmare Before Christmas stuff at Halloween and then it goes through New Year's Day. I don't know. It's both. But I think the point is it's both, yeah. right? It is it is bisexual. It is bi-holiday. Yeah. It is big bi-energy. <laughs> big bi-energy for this film. Yes. Because we are going to be releasing this around Christmas time mm-hmm. as like a Christmas. Christmas should have been gay. But it, you're right. It is. It You can play this in the same way that you can play all I want for Christmas is you the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> you can play this anytime from Halloween to New Year's Day. Exactly. I like that. Uh, Lee, what was your experience with The Nightmare Before Christmas? So my experience with Nightmare Before Christmas is also, I think we also had a VHS tape of it when I was younger. I must have watched it a ton. I feel like I also was like peak era of like the hot topic nightmare before christmas like everything and like every probably queer kid in your school who like whether they had come out or not and like realized it yet had like the jack and sally like sweatshirt and hoodie and stuff and like all of those love this movie and then this year uh, we hit like the week of Halloween and Kelsey tells me that she's never seen it. And I was like, "Wow, what? In what world? How is that even possible? So we watched it immediately. And the second that we started it, <laughs> the second that we started it, she turns to me and she was like, should you be taking notes for Should Have Been Gay? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I should be. Um, so I also took notes on my most recent rewatch. And now she's gotten to experience the joy of the Nightmare Before Christmas. And for me, given that I, I, I don't think that I'd seen it in a while, I love when you do go back to like a movie that I just loved and cherished so much when I was younger. That like so holds up. Like, boy, does this movie stand the test of time. It is delightful. It is an absolute joy. And I loved going back and rewatching it. What was her thoughts? She loved it. She thought it was great. Like, just the charm of it, you know? And and you'll appreciate this, Ellie, because you lived through <laughs> lived through me trying to watch the Lion King remake. And my whole thing of it is, like, it has no personality and no charm. And that's, to me, this was, like, polar opposite experience of being like yes there it is look like is the animation i mean 93 like think of how much animation has changed since this movie came out but i'm like do not change like a single like scrap of it it is so perfect even though it's like all kind of like the janky claymationness of it all i'm like it's perfect it's beautiful just as it is you don't need to change anything because it just had so much character and so much personality and all of the things about it are like so perfect and like they do they do hold up like the design of it even i remember when i was in college and because i did a comp sci minor when i was an undergrad and i took a class where we it was like a computer modeling like 3d design class right and so it was like the first time that you're trying to learn like some of the 3d modeling softwares and you just had to like pick something to like 
you're just rendering a scene like you have to render a scene and like that's what I picked is the pumpkin scene the hill with the big moon and the and like because it's so recognizable you know and it takes so little to make something that is so instantly recognizable that it's like the second you see that little curly hill and the little pumpkins like it takes very little before everyone is like oh yeah nightmare before christmas of course of course of course who would not like uh you know anybody could see that and recognize that i mean it's just it's great what a great movie love it we love a curly hill Mm -hmm. we love a curly hill (laughs) come on what about you, Ellie? What's your history with I this? I have a similar experience to the two of you, but I was not as obsessed, and I'm sorry <laughs> about that. I did really love the movie, but, you know, I wasn't one of those kids who was wearing wearing all the purses and the Hot Topic things. <laughs> but I like it. It's a very cute movie. But were other kids in your high school wearing it? Like, this is what I'm curious about, because I feel like this was so ubiquitous when I was in high school. I don't know, because Valerie is younger than us and was wearing it. So I'm like, clearly I didn't like miss a generation. I was also in like weird art high school where there were like <laughs> lots of vi- like there's there's like a visual artist conservatory that like worshipped this mm. movie. So it wasn't super out of place. Mm. Yes. So I don't I feel like yeah, there probably was a subsect of people who are wearing it was not me. <laughs> But that's okay. I just feel like I have never walked into a Hot Topic and not seen Nightmare Before Christmas merch. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the merch is there for sure, for sure. And it is, like, instantly recognizable. I do love the music. When I was listening to it again, I was like, yeah, these songs slap. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I also was like, the vocals are really good, too. Mm-hmm. Like, listening as an adult, I'm like, okay, cool. Really good voice acting. Really good vocal work. Catherine O'Hara. An icon. As Sally. So good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love I love the acting. I love the personality. We are here for a personality, like cast, a personality, everything. I was cracking up like at so much of it. Like, cause I hadn't seen it in a really long time. And I was like, like, like Sally slipping him the nightshade. I don't know why it like cracked me up. Just like so many little things. But yes, love the film, was not crazy obsessed, but still acknowledge, great film, gay film. (laughs) The most important part. The most important part, gay film. So let's dive in to the gayness of it. I know Lee and I, we already have sort of gone a little wild on that allegory, which we will continue. But Valerie, to you, Mm -hmm. what makes this film so gay? Well, first off, like I said, Halloween is inherently super gay. And I don't know. There's just something about Jack that just he is both bi and he also gives me like bi wife energy. Like I think Jack and Sally are bi. Mm -hmm. I think they're like cute bi's in a bi cute relation. Like they're so cute. And then just like I don't know. I think I think for me and I think this is why it was like I was drawn to it so much is like the theatricalness of it feels very very gay. It, it feels like it inspired by a lot of queer coded art from before its time. And I don't know, it just, it feels, it feels gay. I don't know. It's like, I can't like describe it in like a more like concrete way than that. And too, like, I think the like Jack wanting something more definitely screams that. I, I was always obsessed with the Jack's Lament song, just like that pining and needing something else and feeling like, is this all there is because there's something more? I think is an inherently queer experience. Yeah. What are the lyrics to Jack's Lament that are 
I like feel like we have to pull it up because there were some pretty gay lyrics. There's a lot of gay lyrics in that song. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Can I can I submit some for consideration? Yes, please. <clears throat> okay, sorry. Up first, I'd like to submit with the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms, I have seen grown men give out a shriek. With the wave of my hand and a well-placed moan, I have swept the very bravest off their feet. <laughs> now listen, I'm oh just saying God. out of context, you read that a certain way, man. It's pretty gay. <laughs> it's <laughs> it is. quite, quite gay. <laughs> I think, too, there's the whole part that's, like you said, like about him being tired mm-hmm. of the same old thing, right? It says... I, Jack the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old thing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is why I read it very like he's just tired of like heteronormativity, but I think it could also be that he's just tired of normativity. So like he has been one way his whole life and he wants to be another way. Like he's just like this can't be the only thing that exists in this world. To me, it was heteronormativity, but... But I think that's why it's always been, like, this movie has always struck a chord for queer viewers, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, Jack's Lament, I think, is a huge part of that, because I think you're absolutely right, Valerie. Like, that is something about those lyrics, and uh, and especially, I mean, like, Danny Elfman is just a genius, you know? And so it's like, there's just such an earnestness when you're listening to him, like... You know, the the ending of the song where it's like, there's an empty place in my bones that calls out for something unknown. And it's like those, yeah, like every mm-hmm. every little queer teenager who's like trying to find themselves is always just like, yeah, me too, Jack. Like, <laughs> like you get yes. it, you know, like you get it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's why, like you're saying, Sally is also bi. Because she's sitting there watching him sing the song and she's like, me too. Yeah. Right. They both are like, we feel like there's something like we're different in some way. Mm -hmm. And we know that that way is because they're queer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Clearly. I would like to say too, I love when we do these should have been gays just in general. But when I Google like this movie, gay, and see what comes up. And there have been many many articles about how queer people resonate with this and also like a queer reading of the film like we're not the only people who think this just so because it's a gay ass movie come on yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) super gay movie there are some we look up and i'm like okay nobody thinks this is gay and we're gonna go uh, completely off the rails with this and i don't care this is like pretty standard that people understand this is queer coded can can we stay with this allegory for now then and can we also talk about what's this because i mean you're totally right ellie in terms of like which allegory are you leaning into the discovering queerness uh allegory of this movie i mean what's this is like it's perfect it's so good for that i love that song so much Well, that's why I say like it literally the lyrics of that song, like if you took it and you had someone walk into a gay bar for the first time, they could sing it word for word and like (laughs) it would be accurate. Can we just make that? Can we actually do like a a queer version, though, where we rewrite some lyrics and just make a video of like someone is first time in a gay bar? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it'd be great. Let's put it on TikTok. What's this? The women have short hair. What's this? There's rainbows everywhere. Like, can we just do that? (laughs) Please do that. Please do that. Yes. 
that the resounding answer to that is yes. Yeah, excellent. I'm very excited already. <laughs> yes. I mean, do you remember, Valerie, like the first time you heard that song? Like when you first heard it, did it resonate as a queer song to you? I, w- I think I was so small. I- I'm like not kidding. I think I was like a baby the first time I watched it because my parents also really liked it. And like we had it on VHS. Like I-, I-, I don't remember a time when I don't know. I didn't know that song or like the, oh the entire God. score here. Can yeah. I- OK, so I know I already said that like Kelsey had never seen it, but I have to tell you when she told me that she had never seen this movie, literally the first thing I said is I was like, I sing what's this about like random shit that happens in our lives like all the time. And she was like, she's like, I thought you just wrote that song. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she was like, yeah. And like after you did it enough times, I kind of realized like you must have been referencing something that like I don't know what it's from. And I was like, I am horrified right now. Like I sing that all the time. What's happening? How can you not like, know I've been it? making this reference to you for 25 years. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But I would like to say there are let's let's also dive into the lyrics of this song as well, because lots, 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 Mm -hmm. lots. Oh, here we go. This one. I like this. They kiss. Why that looks so unique. Inspired. Amazing. That's gay. A unique kiss is a gay kiss. Am I wrong? Yes. Am I right? Yes. (laughs) Correct. So right. This looks like fun. This looks like fun gayness mm-hmm. they're so wait we're not gonna many. talk about in here they've got a little tree how queer and who would ever think <laughs> yes the word queer the word queer yep. is literally in the song yep but it's also but like I, know, yeah. I feel like what's this to me is like the other gay synopsis i almost went with with my jack is discovering queerness allegory is like jack skellington uh, goes through the same awkward, messy gay puberty as everyone else does. And like, that's what this song is, right? Like this song is gay puberty in a nutshell, where it's like, yes. you're a little uh, ADHD, you're a little all over the place. You just are like, what is everything? I, I want to try it all. I don't understand what is happening. I love it. Let me do it all. This is great. What is that? Who is that? What's over there? Oh my God. And you're like, well, okay. Well, I think when you put it in that context, that's why like, I do feel like it is like this baby gay. Mm-hmm. 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 who's discovered gayness for the first time and goes way too far, right? Like, goes way too far yep. and, like, completely destroys everyone around them because they're just so excited about this thing that they have no clue what they're doing and they decide to just, like, go for it full steam ahead and just leave, like, a wake of destruction. <laughs> I'm going to have the worst haircut and I'm going to date uh, seven people all at once and they're all bad for yes. me. And you're like, okay, Jack, we get it. We've been there. And that's why I like that's- love Jack and Sally so much because we got the chaos by and then we got the chill by. Yeah. Yes. They're perfect. And we also have Sally as like the gay best friend who's like sitting on the sidelines, right? And is like, but like, I'm in love with you. Like, don't you see me? <laughs> and and then, but like, just being like, but I guess Jack needs to go and like be gay with all these other people and like he'll come back one day to me you know like that's that exact storyline has not happened to like a baby gay and like a sort of like I feel like Sally's a baby gay ish but like she sort of like already is like okay I already know I'm in love with this one person she I feel like Sally is Sally's probably pansexual Mm -hmm. where she's like I don't really like I'm not gonna like define my sexuality exactly I just love Jack you know, like, like that's that. how she is. So I don't feel like she's going through as much chaos Mm-mm. 
as Jack is, who's like gay culture and gay people and gay Christmas presents. Like, and let me kidnap the gay president. (laughs) The gay president. And Sally's just on the corner, like popping edibles and being like, I'll just wait for you to notice me. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. Wow. Yeah. It's just so gay. I also feel like Sally's story has something of the like, I mean, I understand it's not like a perfect stand in because there's this whole weird like I am your master element to it. But it's like I feel like there's a lot of that. It feels relatable in the like overbearing homophobic parents, you know, where it's like you have to sneak out and like you have to like get away from their clutches and their grip on your life to like be your true self. And like, I think that part was also relatable, you know. Yeah. Or like poison them to get away. <laughs> yeah, poison them. Sure, whatever. However, you got to roll. You know. I was also thinking of what's that guy's name? What's her master? Quote unquote. Oh, what's his name? Yeah, the doctor. Yeah, um, I don't know his name. The, he, he's okay, literally credited as evil scientist. Okay, so evil scientist. I also was looking at that as like yes, homophobic parents, but could also be like heteronormative boy controlling boyfriend Mm, like yeah and in that like first very like toxic relationship that you're in that like sally's trying to get out of because she's like this is not what i want i want to be with someone who's more open and bisexual like jack like the husband and waitress and then yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i gotcha very much so yeah, I could definitely see that reading as well. I mean, it's just everywhere yeah. you look, it gets gayer. It gets gayer. Everything about this movie gets gayer and gayer the more you look at it. Because then he has his his boring uh, his boring straight girlfriend oh God, I know. that he makes later in the movie. She's literally half exactly. of my brain in a different brain. And yep. you're like, that feels very Ugh. right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. This feels exactly right. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Mm-mm. And they act like it's a happy ending for the evil scientists. And I'm like, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't deserve that. No, we really yeah. don't. No, but I guess he gets what he wants, which is just a subservient heteronormative yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. And that's not Sally. No. What about Sally's song? Okay. So here's some of the lyrics that I'll read to you. And does he notice my feelings for him? And will he see how much he means to me? I think it's not to be. And will we ever end up together? No, I think not. It's never to become, for I am not the one. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. Gender bend those lyrics and like that literally is me in high school. So like, it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) NBD, Nightmare Before Christmas. Why don't you just uh, read me for filth right there? Well, that's why I feel like she is the, like, pining best yeah. friend. Oh, 100%. hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. And we have seen that trope play out. So many times. So many times. Mm-hmm. So and many we still times. do. Every every lesbian out there, right? Like, every queer woman who's ever had a crush on another woman. Like, these lyrics just uh, running through your head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In a constant refrain. Yes. Will they ever see me? Probably not. They probably will never love me. I will me. always be here. <laughs> let me just like, let me throw myself out of a window and sew myself back together with to make a care, to deliver a care package while you take over I Christmas. made you dinner. I love you. Bye. <laughs> she doesn't even wait. She like literally waves and then she's like out of there. She can't handle. Like no. she can't handle the so, rejection. So, so relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, Sally is like hopeless, hopeless. But I'm glad they get together in the end. He's so stupid. He's such a dumb, he's such a dumb buy because at the end when he's like, there's a line he says along the lines of like, Sally, I didn't even realize. And I was like, you're yeah. dumbass. Yeah. Like the whole time, like oblivious, <laughs> oblivious. But I have been a Jack also. <laughs> <laughs> like that I like happen. how I'm like, I am Sally. And Ellie's like, I've been Jack a few times. I'm Listen. Jack. <laughs> It happens. It's just so hard when everybody's praising you all the time as the pumpkin king and telling you how great mm-hmm. you are year after year after year. Like it all starts <laughs> to blur together after a while, you know? <laughs> That's not what I mean, but yes. <laughs> it's not what I mean. No, more just like when you're like you have a friend who you're like, we're friends. And you're like, we're friends, we're friends, we're friends. And then like they're like, oh, no, I'm in love with you. And you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) I did not realize that. Which also a very gay story, that, right? Very gay. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very relatable. That's a queer rom-com right there. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Yep. Sound familiar, Valerie? (laughs) That is, I I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Wow, we are really coming for each other tonight, and I love it. Personally, I am a fan. (laughs) This is why it's great to have a friend of yeah. the pod. <laughs> so much more personal connection to the piece. I love it. Exactly. You can really just dig deep. Yeah. Dig deep. right down there. Yeah. We should have we should have brought Caitlin on this too and had like a round table discussion. Oh my god. Yes. It would have been a little too much, I think, for for everyone. <laughs> would have been who's, who's who on this panel. Uh. <laughs> I will be playing the role of Jack. <laughs> Um, we can fight oh over God, Sally. We'll we'll do it. No, that's not true. I want to be the Halloween kids. Who am I kidding? I love them so much. Oogies. Mm-hmm. Did you know Catherine O'Hara is one of them? Oh my God! Is she really one of them too? She's that's the li- she's the little she's the little witch. Stop it! I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I they I think were actually one of my favorite parts of like going back and watching this was like especially because now that I am like you know old. <laughs> old and lame and we watch everything with subtitles now and I don't think I'd ever seen this movie with subtitles before but you just like pay attention so much more to like the lyrics in all of the songs and stuff and I super enjoyed like really listening to their little like kidnap Sandy Claus song it's delightful it's so much fun they're so fucking crazy they're like these are like the chaos buys they're bonkers I love them yeah oh yeah so we feel like they're queer as well oh yeah I mean I feel all, like I, I am headcanoning that there are no actual children in this world and like everybody is an eternal being and yeah. therefore they are like a, a little poly like triad of like absolute chaos gremlins and I love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think you're correct. I don't think there are any children in Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Do you think there are children in Christmas Town? I think there's just the children in the real world. Yeah. I feel Mm. like everybody in the holiday towns are just like, they are eternal beings, you know? Mm -hmm. What do we think about the Easter Bunny? (laughs) I love him. (laughs) I want more of him. He's so cute. Do we think in the time that we've seen him, we can speculate his sexuality? Interesting. Interesting question. I I clearly did not spend enough time on that in this rewatch, but like, sure, why not? I feel like maybe like like ultimate baby gay like walks into a gay bar and is terrified that they have to run out Ooh, because yeah, they're like, like I'm so closeted, yeah like not quite there yet 
Yes. Like just too much. So it's it's too much. Kind I love it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but but wait, so can we can we use this? Because I was gonna do it with Jack and Sally getting together at the end of the movie. I feel like this is also a segue because you'll note. And it's hard for us not to, and it's why I went with with the al- allegory I went with ultimately. Halloween Town is gay, right? Like, yeah. Halloween Town is queer culture. Everyone in there is like kind of weird, yep, kind of like not normative in a lot of ways, and uh, super super duper gay. Like, name yeah. a character in Halloween Town who is not gay. You can't do it. The witches, they gay. The, the vampires, vampires, gay. gay. The swamp creature, gay. gay. Like everyone in there, the Oogie's kids, gay. Oogie, Oogie Boogie, gay. Everyone mm-hmm. is gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. all, they're all gays, True. right? Yes. The himbo with the axe in his head, yep. a gay. Like they're all gay. So there's, I think that's why. <laughs> The seriousness with which Valerie and I are just shaking our heads, like, yes. Because it's real, though, right? Like, there is nothing about Halloween Town that is not relatable to queer people because, like, those are all, they're all kind of like, they're the the outcasts and they're, like, in this way where, like, you even understand when you watch the movie that, like, normal people are supposed to watch them and be like, they're a little weird, though, like. They're a little kooky. Well, and also, if you look at it that way, when Jack goes into the real world as Santa Claus, like, when you think of, like, the real world, quote unquote, there's probably a lot more homophobia in the real world than mm-hmm. there is in Halloween Town. So, yeah. And that's, okay, I, I want to bring about bring up that because when we see them celebrating Halloween, we don't see them celebrating Halloween in relation to the real world like we see, like, Santa going into the real world to bring Christmas. How does Halloween operate? What Do they just party just because it's like, Hall- <laughs> like, I really need to know this. Do they go to, you know? Do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah, I do like, know what are you're they, saying. Are like, they how coming do they bring- out on Halloween yeah. and scaring people and we just like think they're people in costume? Yeah, like how do they bring Halloween or do they just like celebrate it to like keep the energy, like, you know? The energy. Yeah, I yeah. like to think that the scene we see, oh, like the Halloween town- song at the opening i like to think that's like the halloween post game where they've like gone out in the world yeah, scared okay. the literal bejesus out of everybody and then now they're coming back to be like and a rager all night like the fun don't can, stop yeah. in halloween town yeah i could totally see that 
The, yeah, the same they, way that you might like, rewards. you know, Ellie, uh, I know you just went to New York, you know, and, yeah. and I was watching your stories being left out as I always am. <laughs> watching your stories and you're like, oh, our story, like one of them you were like, oh, we're going to go to like Henrietta's in the cubby hole. And then you're like, here's the videos from there. Here's the videos from Stonewall. Here's the videos from this other bar we went to. Here's the videos from like this after. It's like it never stops, right? Like a gay night of fun. Ends. Just keep club, going. club, another club, 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 club. club. Yes. Yeah. So they're like, the club's all closed. We're going to come back to Halloween Town, keep it rolling, set ourselves on fire a little bit more. We're having a great time. Yeah. That scene was so cool to me as a kid. I like could not, I was like, I was like, he lit himself on fire. I, it's just my favorite. <laughs> so cool. That boy is on fire. Yeah. yeah it it's definitely like it good. A, a pretty incredible after party. It's yeah. like, they did the show, and now they're at the cast party. Like, that's what I see it as. Mm-hmm. Like, they did their <laughs> Halloween performance because mm-hmm. they're gay theater kids, <laughs> and then they had the after party. So, like, no matter what, no matter which way you slice it, they're gay. That's yeah. that's even so much more perfect that you just said that, Ellie, because mm-hmm. my cast parties did happen to feature the fact that one of the kids I did theater with um, did a summer at clown camp where he learned how to spin fire staff. And then consequently taught a couple of us to also spin fire staff. And so our cast parties literally used to be we would like go back to the cast party and light a staff on fire and like dance around. with it. So super relatable content is what you just did there. I love it. I also love that story. I've never heard that before. And now I know that Lee can spin fire. I can, although uh, I might be a little rusty now. But I do own a fire staff. So, you know, if we want to test it out someday, we'll we'll do it. This is a very random story about fire. But <laughs> since we're sharing fire stories, I have a friend, Rebecca. You know her. Um, friend, Rebecca. She friend of the pod, tri- Rebecca. Host friend of, of the many pod, a Rebecca. queer trivia night. One night, it was early on knowing her. We were out at a bar and she was bragging about how, oh, like, I can breathe fire. And she was like bragging about it constantly. Like, yeah, I could do it. Like, all I need is like, (laughs) I forget what the thing was that she needed. It was like flour or something, Mm -hmm. right? Like, all I need is flour. And like, if I have the flour, then I can like blow it out of my mouth and fire will come out, right? So we go back to her apartment and we're like, we couldn't find flour, so we we use like baking soda. Okay, so we use like something else, <laughs> and she goes to blow the fire, and it was the most anticlimactic thing ever. <laughs> she basically just spit baking soda out of her mouth, and nothing set on fire. <laughs> she had been bragging all night, and I have a video. It's like so sad. I was like, yeah, yeah, set it on fire. And it's just like, like the worst. So I don't know what the point of that is, but I just remembered it and it's hilarious. I like how you're like, here's a story about fire. It involves no fire. No fire. Valerie, do you have any fire stories? I do. I do. I I just think one year for my birthday, I went to the Beetle House in LA, which is the Tim Burton themed bar out here. They also went in New York, I think. And they have a whole side sideshow. So they have contortionists, fire breathers. They had a lady who could take like a full size spoon and this she could like stick it up her nose like all the way back. It was incredible. But to the fire, there was a very cool fire breather who then also like did like the thing where they like stick it down their throat and put it out. And it's like was wild. It was very Crazy. neat. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I probably Great was bar. Rebecca, that fire breather. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, poor Rebecca. <laughs> She'll be so embarrassed that I told that story. But sorry. <laughs> but we love She's you for always... telling it. I yes, think that's the important I know. thing. Yeah. I know. But I do agree. So I think we can say that this was like a town where like gayness was the norm. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, but maybe I'll try being straight. And then yes. he goes out into the world. And I feel like when when he is going out as Santa, right, it's like he's literally wearing a beard. Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh. I love that. Yes, I love that. Mm-hmm. And everyone sees him and is like, mm, this isn't quite right. Yeah. Well, and here's here's why I love it, right? Because in this reading of the movie, I love that Jack is like, I mean, yes, like being gay is amazing, but like also sometimes I just like I feel like I want something more maybe. Like maybe there's, you know, something different or new out there and then he like falls into this world where he's like, "Wow, no one's like terrified of you or like judging you or like talking about how weird you are and like how crazy that sounds kind of fun and then like tries so hard to be like i can fit in like this i can i can be straight too and everyone is like "Mm, no sweetie (laughs) no no yeah like so many queer people before who have tried to be like i'm totally passing as straight and you're like oh honey sure you are sure you are with your beard of course yes but i do like that like at the end, it's not like he does go back to Halloween and he is like, yeah. he has a renewed energy for gayness. Mm-hmm. But I still like that, like, I do feel like he is still bisexual, right? It is like he was like, okay, I'm, only, I'm gay, gay, gay. And then was like, okay, there's like a wider spectrum that I can access of myself. Ooh. And so maybe he went too far, but I still feel like he comes back having like a fuller spectrum of his own sexuality. I love it. That's I like that a lot. I yeah. love it. I also, I feel like it resonates a lot with like, I've seen so many things lately and like have really seen the value as well of like when, when people are like, hey, cis people, like really think about your gender sometimes. Like sit with your gender, th- like examine it. What makes you happy about it? Or like about how you embody it and stuff like that. And it's like, you can do that and still be comfortably and confidently like cisgendered, but like you learn more about yourself for the journey, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. I like that for Jack where he's like, I am gay and live in this gay town where everybody is queer. And like, we are all kind of like little queer weirdos out here in Halloween town. And like, maybe I want to be something different. And then he's like, nope, maybe I'm actually just me, but like, actually I love it a little more now, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, that's a beautiful thing. The returning to home to oneself. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that for you, Jack. I love it. And because he can return home and accept like where he's at with his sexuality, then he finally sees there's someone who's always accepted him for everything that he is. And she's just been waiting this whole time, sadly, in the corner. <laughs> she was busy being a badass. <laughs> she went to go save Santa Claus. She did go save Santa Claus. Which was pretty did it Didn't work, but <laughs> she tried. <laughs> she did her best. But she used her sexuality to do it, damn it. <laughs> what do we think of Sandy Claus? Oh, that's a good question. I guess it depends on, like, which allegory are we leaning into at the time, you know? I feel like the more I watch and think about it, I look at Sandy Claus as, like, the embodiment of heterosexuality. Interesting. 
he's like very he's very angry he's very he, of course he's angry because he got kidnapped but he's <laughs> but he's also like i don't know he seems very rigid rigid in his traditions he's got his list mrs claus we see her shadow bacon cookies like very very by the book very by the book I yeah. how about this? I'll propose an alternative reading because my third and final allegory I think in this movie is I also have an allegory where like Halloween Town is straight people, which I know is like completely the opposite of what we just talked about, but that's why I love this movie because you can dig into literally anything you want and I'm going to make it work for us. So, okay, here's, let's do it. Here's so if we go back to the allegory of like Jack discovers like gay little Christmas town with all of its colors and all of its bright things and its shiny food and its like exciting songs and happy people and whatever. I also think that you could draw like an interesting allegory out of it where we could talk about how sometimes straight people see queer things or queer culture and are like, we could have that too. And then like immediately destroy it. <laughs> right? <laughs> And you're like, mm, no, actually, like, but you didn't quite get it, right? Because, like, you tried to, like, take things that you saw that are great because they're queer, but then you made them straight and they stopped being great. See, like, that's, I think, a relatable content for gay people as well, <laughs> is straight people destroying things that we love by making them too straight. Because they don't get it, right? Because sometimes you, like, you can love something and not understand it, and you can, like, be trying to make uh, the same thing and, like, eh, just miss the mark somehow, you know? Yeah. And so I like that allegory as well, because it's kind of like, no, no, like, this is also why sometimes you just need, like, to let gay people do gay, th like, let queer people tell queer stories, right? <laughs> let queer people yeah. do queer Christmas. Yes, like, let yeah. us do Christmas on our own. And so in that in that telling of it, I could totally see Santa being, like, a, a big gay bear being, like, you done fucked up gayness, like, give it back and let me fix it. <laughs> yeah. Valid. Very. Just something to chew on, you know? Yeah. Just an idea. I have a question, and maybe we don't know the answer to this. <laughs> Is Tim Burton gay? Not that I know of, and I also just Googled if Danny Elfman was bi, and apparently no. <laughs> okay, I literally needed to know because I it feels so – I do feel like Tim Burton writes queer things. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of it is, like, he grew up in, like, picture-perfect, like, suburbia Burbank and, like, felt like a weird goth kid in, like, the 50s. Mm. <laughs> and that's, like, where a lot of it came from, but that also, like, feels like such a queer experience. Yes. So, like, he's an out – considers himself an outcast, clearly. But to yeah. us, we're like, outcast equals queer. Yeah, and I also – there were other things that he was an outcast for. Just because I know you've already said bi-wife energy, I also feel like I could see bi-wife energy, even though I don't think there's any confirmation that she's bi either. So I – I totally – yeah. I right? That. I could see that, though. Yeah. Who's Tim Burton's wife? He was with Helena Bonham Carter. For a long but time, I believe yeah. they've split. Mm. Yeah. That and then like Danny Elfman was dating the book writer while they were working on this together. While he was composing, yeah, she was the person that m created Sally because this is based off of a poem Tim Burton wrote where there's no Sally. There's only three characters. Yeah, she created – so there's a lot of Danny Elfman and her as Jack and Sally in the, in the piece too. I was watching a documentary about it. <laughs> I, I I do I, I do really like this movie. Oh my god. Amazing. Tell us I want more. What are some more fun Nightmare Before Christmas facts? Uh apparently Tim Burton, I think, was only on set for like nine days. Mm. Of the whole like 
I think it was like a three and a half year process making this. Wow. Yeah. What does the set look like for this, though? There's a whole behind the scenes thing that they have on the VHS that's now like on YouTube. It's really cool. It's like it, they build the whole thing and then there's all these trap doors in the sets that the animators come up through to adjust things and then close them to get the shot. Cool. It's really neat. It's really neat. Danny Elfman has a Jack Maquette. Apparently, he has to get it like fixed every couple years because he melts because he's made of like the stuff. Yeah, they have a, they have a whole episode about like the making of it also on Disney wow. Plus. Wow. Yeah, it's very neat. Very very neat. I bet and it is that, cool. I, and on it's that just behind a cool the movie. scenes video, they talk about how gay it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it feel like even watching like like I'm a big Danny Elfman fan, and even like watching like Boingo Boingo old videos and stuff to me that also like feels queer adjacent, and like Danny Elfman stuff just feels very queer. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked. Yeah. Because I'm like, it feels it feels so much like it. It's like when you're like gaydar gets pinged for a creator yeah. because you're like everything you've created is queer coded. Like, is there something going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, according okay, to Google, they're not, not there. There's no out. No one's come out, but it feels like it. Yeah, but yeah. but then you're like name a straight Tim Burton character, right? That's true. There are none. Yeah, maybe like the priest in Corpse Bride. Not maybe not <laughs> even him. I don't know. There's no straight characters in any Tim Burton movie. Uh, no, amazing. Nothing of the sort. Mm-mm. And yeah, you're gonna, not going to cast Johnny Depp and all these things and like not be queer. Mm-hmm. What else is gay about the Nightmare Before Christmas? Before we go into our ships, I just I feel like we should talk about Oogie Boogie a little bit more. Yeah. Right? Is Oogie Boogie like an an ex boyfriend? Ooh, like a toxic ex. Yeah, like <gasps> Jack's toxic ex because he's been around for a long time. I and he's love part that. of the party at the beginning. He's the guy on the moon. Like, like yeah, shitty ex maybe. Well, he's very actively against. Like he's like, do not bring him near Oogie Boogie. Mm-hmm. Like very much. Like st- stay away from that man. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at it that way, there's, like, a catharsis also in Jack killing Oogie Boogie at the end of, like, okay, now he's done with his toxic ex, he's worked through some shit through Christmas, and he's ready to start a new relationship. Is that why Jack is burned out? Did he have a bad breakup a couple years ago and it's just, like, not recovered? Is killing Oogie Boogie the equivalent of, like, burning your ex's shit? Or, like, deleting the number from your phone finally. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, he just had to burn Oogie Boogie. But, yeah, like, burning a a photo. Mm -hmm. Just burn the real thing. And then Santa Claus is just like, why did you get me in your ex drama? Please do this. (laughs) He's like, you could have just left it all alone and dealt with your ex another way. Yeah. I see it. I mean, and Oogie Boogie is, like, has a – is scared of Jack. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, definitely, like, there's, like, a respect there that I feel like you have for your ex. Like, a he's, like, has a scared reverence, mm-hmm. right? Because he's, like, I know what you're capable of because mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand. And the kid, like, the, the trick-or-treaters, oh, my gosh, they're, like, like, when you've broken up with someone and you have, like, the friend group that, like, they're each kind of, like, spying on each other. Like, did you know that this is happening with so-and-so? Like, actually, yeah, you know? They're playing yes. both sides. They're playing both sides. Mm-hmm. Wow. I did not expect to just have that happen tonight. And that <laughs> makes so much sense. 
I love when you just see something in a new light, you know? Also, he apologizes. When he comes down first, before he's like, he's like, oh, he says the like line of that, like, oh, you must be like doubly dead. He says like, he's like apologizing about something. Like, I didn't know you'd be here. Like, there's nothing going on here. Like, he's like trying to initially like hide the fact that he yeah. just like killed Santa Claus or tried to kill Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here. Nope. I'm still, I didn't, I'm still, I'm still a good boy. Yeah. I didn't just try to murder the girl that's been crushing on you. Like, no. Why would I do that? Yes. I love I so it. I see that. I also love it because Oogie Boogie's character is, like, super into, like, cards and dice and, like, reading the signs. So, like, is Oogie just your, like, toxic, like, tarot card ex who is, like, trying to ruin your new relationship? I love it. Yeah. Especially because he tried to kill Sally. So you're like, mm-hmm. I get that Sally, like, ruined your whole thing with Sandy Claus, but still, like, maybe there's a little bit underneath. Wait, 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 mm-hmm. though. What if, what if Oogie Boogie thinks that, like, Jack is, like, interested in Santa Claus because that's why he's, like, so into Christmas? And it's yes. like, oh, this is the new one. We got to kidnap him and get rid of him. Yes. And he misreads. I totally He see misreads, that. like, yeah. Yeah, and Santa's like, keep me out of your messy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, I swear to God, he likes me. I do not like him. Mm -hmm. I'm not into it. I don't want the drama. Wow. Santa Claus just wants to, like, go to work and go home. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, just let me do my shit and then go home to my wife and, Mm -hmm. like, chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn, Oogie Boogie. I have two other notes that we haven't talked about yet. They're both about Sally. Because I know we like we talked about Sally, but we did go a little a little fast. So I just have two quotes that I wrote down from the evil scientist. One is uh, is he goes, "You're mine, you know. I made you with my own hands," which like again is why I think I do still lean into the like homophobic parents reading of this. Because the other one is he does tell her, "It's a phase, my dear. It'll pass." And I was like, "Yep." I wrote that quote down too. I just looked at my notes. I knew you were gonna say that quote. Yep. Because. I, and I also still am like, if you are not queer, who whoever uses the phrase, it's a phase. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Like, as the writer of this, mm-hmm. you wrote, why would you write the words, it's a phase? Because it's gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, do straight people ever use that? Seriously. They don't, right? Um, Maybe for, they like, do. your emo, like, if you, like, go through, like, your emo rock <laughs> phase, you know? Mm. But, like. I was also going to say they write it like when you're going through, like when they're writing characters who are gay and are being told it's a phase. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like only you say that to gay people. It's a phase. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Also, yep. has Catherine O'Hara played a completely straight role? Because I feel like every character she's played gives at least bi energy. So true. Oh, yeah. So true. The mom in Home Alone. Yeah. Dahlia and Beetlejuice all, or whatever her name Shit's is. Creek. Yeah. Shit's Creek. Everything. So much by energy. Accurate. Mm-hmm. I forget her name in Best in Show, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that one too. Yes. And Eugene Levy has by wife energy and like everything. Yes. For sure. Because of his by wife, Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Those There's... were my last two notes, which are the only things we hadn't gotten to. Thank you. I mean, no, those were good. Those were so good. Oh, my one thing that I wanted to say that I sort of said, but. When they're literally trying to shoot Jack out of the sky, mm-hmm. I really feel like that is homophobia at its finest. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like like I wrote it down where I was just like, these people are so homophobic. They, like, need to 
shoot this man out of the sky who's like just trying to live his life as Santa, you know? Wait, and they're doing it to protect their children. Oh my God, Yeah, Ellie. we have to protect the kids. Oh my God. Yeah. From this gay They're like, the, the gay sky. agenda is coming down our chimneys. <laughs> yes. Because let's be real, there's the, only like one dangerous thing he gives and it's like the man-eating wreath. Like that, you know, everything else yeah. is just kind of like weird looking, you know? Exactly. They're over, they're totally overreacting about these like hands moving, like whatever. Yeah. Like a jack-in-the-box that talks, like what? <laughs> whatever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like get over it. They just got a gay present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I almost snorted the water out of my nose just now. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I I think that was like totally just all of that was so homophobic. Oh, mm-hmm. it is. And also like can we just talk about the like over the top queer drama of Jack in the cemetery afterwards where he's like I will lay my body down on this statue like this angel carrying me because I'm so sad about the straight people and you're like yes. Listen, like, the yeah, spooky gays hang out in cemeteries <laughs> like as the spooky gay like so that's true. so on brand. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing read on that. Mm -hmm. But yes, I mean, this this whole thing, we can, whatever allegory you want to read it as, it's clearly two different different worlds of sexuality and like the way that someone is going to move between them. Let's say it, Ellie. Nightmare Before Christmas. Should have been gay. Should have been gay. Mm -hmm. It really should have been gay. All right. So which characters are we shipping? Oh, my God. Um, the the vampire polycule, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, and what would you say the ship name of the vamp polycule is? Do they have different names, or are they? I do they don't have even names? know that they do. I think they're just called the vampires, the vamps, the vamps. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. It's gonna be hard that they don't have names because I'm gonna run into the same issue with the witches who I for sure ship. Uh, the two witches. Um, that fly around all over the place. Uh, they okay. are they definitely together, vamps. and yeah. I don't have any names for them, but I love them. Mm-hmm. What about our little, um, well, Jack and Sally? Mm-hmm. Do they have an official ship name? What's Sally's last name? Does Sally have a last name? I don't think she has one. I don't what? know. Nothing. There's no good name for them. Can we? Just, no, I was. Like... I was just thinking that. I was like, I was like, I put both of those together, and I was like, both of those are awful. No, yeah, it's bad. Jal- about- Jally or Sack? There's no good answer here. <laughs> what about <gasps> what about Sallington? Oh, okay, that's cute. Oh, because I like Skellington. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. we that love Jack cute. and Sally. What about Oogie Boogie and Jack? Oh, it's only getting worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Joogie Boogie. <laughs> Juggy boogie. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a good one. Boogington. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Boogington. Wow, the ship names are going to be horrific. These are for rough. This, but these are rough yeah, on these us. They're really bad. We're doing our best. Yeah. I don't have any other. I don't know who else to ship. Mm-hmm. I think that's really it. Yeah. Santa Claus with anyone? Sandy Claus. I feel like you could say Sandy Claus and Jack or Sandy Claus and Oogie Boogie if you want to say Oogie Boogie kidnap Sandy to do some. To do some shit to him. Skelling claws. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Skellington is really is really saving the day here with the ship. Yeah, it really is. It really Thank is. Goodness. Really is. What about the triad? Our little Oogie's boys triad. Because uh, they do have names, right? Lock, lock, lock shock, shock, and, and yeah, lock, shock, and barrel. Lock, shock, and barrel. Lock and shock are too close. I know. Yeah. Barrel shock. Schlockle. 
Schlockle is bad. Yeah. Listen, it's all bad right now. This is a rough yeah. episode right. for this. We'll so have to bad. think. Let's I'm like, we wake up in the middle of the night like, epiphany is yeah. what should be called. Can we just say we ship all the little queer people in Halloween Town together? Yes. And leave yes. it at that. Yes. Halloqueens. Halloqueens. <laughs> yes. All right. It's time. We can't. I can't continue this ship. these ships. It's time for a Q and Gay. Are you ready, Valerie? I'm so ready. Q. 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 And. and, and, and gay. gay. Question number one. What's your favorite holiday? A. Halloween. B. Christmas. C. Easter. Or D. Thanksgiving. A. Halloween. Knew it. An easy one for you. Question two. Who is the gayest character in The Nightmare Before Christmas? Out of A. Jack. B. Sally. C. Oogie Boogie. Or D. Santa Claus. As someone who wanted to be Jack when they were a child, 100% Jack. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Jack. Fair enough. All right. Question number three is The Nightmare Before Christmas an A, Halloween movie, B, Christmas movie, or C, both? C, both. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just fun at all times of the year. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question four, what is the gayest song? In the Nightmare Before Christmas. A, this is Halloween. B, what's this? C, Sally's song. Or D, Jack's Lament. D, Jack's Lament. <laughs> and I would even go farther to say the reprise in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, question number five. Who was your gay awakening? A, Jack. B, Sally. C, both. C, both. Because I wanted to be Jack, but I... But Sally was like so pretty. Accurate. Yep. Yep. True. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to be Jack and be with Sally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valid. Yeah. <laughs> Valerie, thank you so much <laughs> for hanging out with us, talking about this very, very gay Christmas Halloween film. Thank you. Do you have anything coming up that you want to tell our audience about? Probably. I have <laughs> no idea. I'm always putting stuff on my social media. Stuff. I know I have stuff coming out. I just don't know when. Where can they find? Those social medias. Yes. So my Instagram is at Valerie Rose Loman. My Twitter is at Valerie Loman. I'm also on TikTok at Valerie Rose Loman. And then I'm on YouTube as Valerie Rose VO. So I'm all the I'm all the places. Incredible. And you do have like one big project that we know about, right? Yeah, we do. We have we announced our title of our next project yet? I don't know because it's still our working title, right? But why not? Let's drop it. Yeah. So we're we're currently producing our second musical altogether called journey to the heart which we're so excited about gay musical (laughs) adventure choose your own gay adventure we're so excited yes oh yeah thank you yet again valerie we love you so much what a blast i I love you this is like the best i had so much fun (laughs) killed it let me hear you say hip 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 We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. And we just like to shout out some of our favorite things every week. And this week, we have a couple. First, we want to shout out Olivia, who DM'd us on Instagram and had, I think, the best sequence of messages for us. The first one was telling us, if we haven't watched Fear Street yet, we should really watch Fear Street because it's super great and sapphic. And we agree. Then promptly messaged us, I think, just a few hours later to say that they found our Fear Street episode and loved it. We love that. journey for you, Olivia. We're so happy you found the episode. And we obviously 
are a little bit obsessed with the movies. Don't worry. We also want to shout out one of our patrons, Majuba, who really saved the day on Twitter by posting a link to some Diane Carla Cheers fan fiction because crucial, crucial for us to have this. We hope everyone checked it out and maybe, you know, found some more fanfic out. I'm sure it exists. And if you have other recommendations, please email us or DM us or, you know, post them on our Twitter. At us for all of these stories is basically what we're saying. And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Danny Griswold, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Alana Rosen, Brittany Ray, and Tara Gleason. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Hendley, Liz Chen, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and now TikTok at Let's Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you're using to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up every week. And make sure that you've also subscribed to The Flames RSS feed because we are going to be getting ready for our next show promptly. So you'll want to be prepared and you know make sure that you've got that locked in for anything that happens to come up for our next musical. Also, we have a YouTube channel with videos still going up. You can subscribe to that at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. If you want to support the podcast, one of the easiest ways to do that is to rate and review us on iTunes. We love hearing what you have to say, and it helps new people find the show. If you want to support us financially, you can do that at our Patreon. You can join us at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We have so much fun, and we are so grateful for all of our patrons. They really make this show possible. We have Les Central's viewing parties. We have our Discord server. We have game nights. We have all sorts of cool stuff. So again, bit.ly slash lespatreon. Or you can also help us just making new musicals uh, at our Flame Patreon, which you can find at bit.ly slash the Flame Patreon. We are really kicking off prep work for the next show. We've already got so much work done on the scripts and the songs. We're starting casting. Uh, and that means, you know, we're going to we're gonna have to start getting ready to cast our actors and pay them. So if you want to join our Patreon, it is such a huge source of support for us to continue making these shows. Or you can buy our merch. We have all sorts of designs. They're all up in our T public. You can find it at bit.ly slash lesshop. You can get any of our designs on t-shirts, on mugs, on masks, on totes, on all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, and, you know, just spread the Les Hangout joy in the world. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me at LSH Foster on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.